I'm Joshua Potts, Mr. Possible, always with the brother, the same mother, Aaron Potts, Super Hot Potts, and you're watching and listening to the Two Black Runners podcast every single Two Black Two. Let's get it. Coming to you, Chris, with the new mic. Just want to mm. start off giving a shout mm. out, you know, to all the supporters, everyone who has been buying those T-shirts. Hey, uh, y'all helped us, you know, get this mic, and we're gonna continue to produce things, you know, to push the podcast forward. But everything y'all do helps, you know, whether that's buying a shirt, you know, just telling a friend about the podcast or. Uh, rating it and giving a review so we super duper appreciate y'all and just happy to be back on another two black yeah we missed last week there's just a lot going on we didn't get to come in but we're coming back with consistent we're coming back to y'all with some consistent content bruh trying to give you all the most that we can on like this off season of track but there's a lot to be talked about before we get into that last week like even though we didn't have a podcast yet like low-key two black runners was low-key popping i'm not I'm, i'm just gonna be real with y'all excited for all the new listeners that we've gained shout out the shade room chris bruh for hey. bringing us on the Sidious mog po- Sidious mag podcast when we're out in the magic boost program uh, in pre-classic what was that like a month ago now that was an amazing experience and then every single time we get to talk to chris if that has been on our podcast and now to be on his podcast or even on our youtube channel being able to talk to him is always a pleasure great guy and uh just so thankful for our opportunities that he has gained us but I, pre- I really do appreciate too just all like we got some reviews out there like i appreciate yeah. that and some ratings got some more subscribers on youtube more of y'all followed us on instagram so like there's more stuff definitely coming soon we haven't posted on running report instagram real quick we don't we're gonna talk about that though we're gonna talk about that in a second low key we're gonna talk about that a little bit why but like uh I'm just really excited to see what two black runners can uh, become. And yeah, bro, I'm glad you guys are here on this journey, man. This is, this is tight. For real though. And we got to give a, you know, happy belated to, you know, to Chris. Like, I think he just turned 28, like three days ago, you know, a fellow September baby. So, you know, we, you know how we do just, just got to represent real quick, but you know, just shout out to him for that. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. But yeah, that was that was a great that was a great experience. Also, got a shout out to Indianapolis Colts as well. We got our first W. I'm sorry, Aaron, I have to put that in the podcast real quick. We, I've been hey, struggling. Yo. I've been struggling for a minute, bro. But the Colts, we got we got we got our first dub. I'm pretty happy. I got my Colts jersey on today. And it's Andrew Luck. It ain't Carson Wentz. I, I don't I don't trust Carson Wentz like that yet. But uh, I just have to put that in the pod real quick because I'm happy, bro. I'm in a good mood. I'm hey, in a good mood this week. You feel good me? Good for you, man. When we overfeed over here on the Raiders, you know we we had we don't gotta talk about that. So. By the time y'all listen to this on Tuesday, we gonna have smack the Chargers. You know, you know, y'all y'all usually hear my predictions on other things, but we about to smack them. I got fifty on it with the homie too, so I'm about to come up. You probably hey. easy money. Hey, Justin Herbert, kind of nice, bro. You better be careful with that fifty. You better be careful with that fifty. Nah. But football season has been crazy. But if y'all haven't been paying attention to the running news, bro, Marathon Madness is back, bro. Well, we got six mar- major marathons in seven weeks. This is insane. We had Berlin two weeks ago. This past the day that we're recording this, London Marathon just happened this morning. But Marathon Madness is back. It's crazy. Super major marathons happening for the next like seven weeks. 
weeks, a lot of action. First off in the Berlin Marathon, Guy Adola wins uh, the Berlin Marathon, the men's race, and Bekele finishes third place in that race. Let's first start off there, bro. I know the, the guy, he did he win the race from, from Ethiopia, but the real story was Bekele, bro. Bekele, this was his comeback race, his return from racing since COVID, since he had that niggle in his calf, keeping him out of that <laughs> London Marathon, bro. Yo. And he was he really contributed to his lack of training during COVID because of the bad, to his bad running, his third place finish, bro. Just, do you, wait, first off, let's talk about this. Bekele scheduled to run the New York City Marathon. Aaron, is he making it to that starting line? Let's be honest. Is he going to make it to that starting line? It depends on how much you're getting paid. Let's be real. But <laughs> yeah, and, and Bekele is just such an interesting dude, man. I think this guy is the master of getting in shape. Like, I, yeah, I know he didn't, he didn't win this race, but you always know there's something always going on with this training. He got a niggle, he got COVID, he has something going on, but he shows up to race. A lot of the times he drops out. So I know we're approaching this like as, you know, Bekele's comeback, but I feel like every time he races these days, it's a comeback. It's just a matter of, is he gonna be on or is he gonna be off? There's yeah. really, usually there's not many in-betweens. I would say this was definitely uh, in-between for him because he ended up taking third, ended up cashing out. But I would love to see him take on the New York City Marathon. I mean, it's one of, it's an epic, it's an epic major. I mean, I, I'm not a marathon expert, but it's one of our biggest ones here in the States, you know, Boston and New I'm always York watching. and Chicago. I'm so it would be interesting to see him there. And, and you, when, whenever he shows up, you know, he's a superstar. Like, that's why we're talking to him about him, even though he got third. He's a superstar. Yeah. So to see him in the States doing his thing, that would be amazing. And going down the other winners from the past two weeks, we had Gotoyam Gorbelasi wins the women's side, making an Ethiopia sweep in, London, in Berlin. And then in the London Marathon that just happened this morning, this week, to say Lima, Lima wins a stacked field in a 204-01. Then Jocelyn Jepkoske wins the women's race in 217-43. Seventh all-time, bro. Five women broke 219 in this race. And Jepkoske also beat the world record holder, Bridget Koske, who finishes outside the top two for a first time in her career. So this Koske, Bridget Koske, she was undefeated, couldn't lose, ran 214th, marathon world record holder. And then at the at the Olympics, here at the London Marathon, Olympics, she got second. And then here at the London Marathon, she finishes, she finishes third. That is just crazy. I don't know what's going on. But and what do you think about the London Marathon this morning, Aaron? Well, it's like you said, Koske, she got second. And and this was they had we had a record five women break 219. Um in in the marathon so i think it speaks kosuke's loss it, it speaks more to the level of the marathoning for the women right now 214 is an amazing and insane record but i think it could get faster i think they i think they could run wow. a little a little bit faster and we're seeing i don't know it's hard to say you know did all these people catch up to kosuke because like yeah, they haven't ran 214, but they have the confidence to beat her. We haven't really, like with Kipchoge, we've seen him lose like one time, like since, ear since, infection. since yeah, the record here. when he had an ear infection, like one time. Kosuke has lost multiple times, I'm not here. saying that she's not good or nothing, but I'm just saying like there, there's definitely a rise in the men's marathons for sure. We Over the past years with the times they're running, 
but it's on the same level as the women and i think there still is another barrier i don't really know what that is but i think there's another barrier to be broken on that women's side and it's really it's really exciting you know when you don't know who's gonna win the race and one other one other thing shalane flanagan you know Ooh. running trying to run five of these major marathons ran a 235 at london at berlin i believe she ran like 238 that's insane bro like that's you know what the insane part is too i'm watching a video before she's like going on this trek of running six marathons in seven weeks and she's just all like i want to take full advantage of my health and chase the goal and which way better to do that than run six marathons in seven weeks i'm all like shalane why don't you just do a vo2 max test like do the pacer test like take take advantage of your health like who's, who's who wants to do this but it is crazy like she was kind of saying like it's like this is sort of just like a lunar eclipse year like there's no when else would you have a chance to do like six major marathons in seven weeks in 42 days? That's something that never happens. That COVID kind of there's there's the there's the bad that comes with COVID, and then there's the good that comes with it. They kind of have us like this off season of running. That's really like we have this off season of cross country every seeing every single year for like college. We kind of have that with this marathon madness this year, and it's lasting for seven weeks, which is pretty awesome. Every single week having like a major marathon is making it really interesting but yeah the, and I, but i will say seeing her coming at berlin it was like easy she wants to do all these at three hours she ran 238 she was cruising coming in at berlin i saw her finishing at london bro she was kind of hurting she was laboring she was rigging i'm saying she probably she's still gonna do it but right. like it's getting it's getting hard it's getting hard her goal is to go under three hours every single one but you realize like you know the Olympic trial standard is like 240, I believe, or something for women. So like she's running at a elite status. Like she's not just like, yeah. even though she is, I wouldn't say she's probably not going like 100% all out every single one, but like she's running at an elite status, Brad. Like, like right now, I mean, I ain't training that well, but I'm gonna run a marathon. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm running a marathon in December, you know, God willing. And my goal is just to break three hours. Like if I was trying to run two thirty-five, like she would, like she is, I would have to be training, bro. Like wait, what's three hours bro. pace? What's that? What's that? Three hours pace is six fifty. It's just six fifty. So okay, that ain't that bad. I can do that. But two thirty-five, that has to be that's, like that's that's moving, bro. I don't I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know if I want to do that. That's you want to <laughs> you got to take it serious if you if you're gonna yeah. do something like that. So like. Let's not forget the the time she's running would be legit. Like for any any woman, any woman you know that's running those times, props, cause that's that's moving, bro. I believe that's still rolling in Berlin and uh, in Berlin and London. She would have finished like in the teens in the elite section in the elite women races, which is amazing. Like she's already retired, but I think we have to. We were talking about this before the show, and Aaron, like, why doesn't she just do ultras? Like, I, I know she wants to test her strength and everything and test her health, but like. I feel like ultras are really interesting and I, I, I haven't done it like ultra. I don't pay attention to it that much, but like Jim Walmsley, like when he's running super fast, it's definitely an interesting story. But I think someone like Shalane Flanagan is a perfect person to go and just, and just 
crush all the records and bring more attention to ultra marathoning and it's a perfect opportunity to like really test their health test their fitness do 100 miles not sure that do 100 but like doing a 50k or something like that can bring more attention to these things and like there's amazing events happening like was it the carbon x for uh hoka like they put on great events too for ultra marathoning so i think that could be a next step for her that i would i thought i would love to see to be honest i mean when you think about it this is the this is the best way to really market yourself for that you know in this strange year where we have five major marathons you do all five you run you know under three hours that's an insane accomplishment i could see some type of ultra runner doing that so this could be her her introducing herself into the endurance world in that way and if she does decide to do some type of ultra she knows she's gonna crush some records so yeah And that's another thing I wanted to talk about, too. It's just like, you know, we talked about this all last year with the YouTube, the YouTube meets and then how like it was a test and how it was going to change the game. And we're slowly starting to see that develop. I think it's the same with these major marathons back to back in the fall. You know, some of the cons are you feel like I mean, people thought, you know, London was going to be a weaker field, like some of these major marathons are going to be weaker fields because you got to pick one. They're all back to back. But as we just said, the women's race, they have five women under 219. The men ran 204. And some of them, they were trying to run, for, they were trying to go for Kipchoge's record. So yeah. I think this just puts more eyes on it. It's kind of tough when the time, the times, but I think it puts more eyes on the major marathon and it gives those athletes more of a chance to like, you know, really market themselves, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, I definitely see where you're coming from, Aaron. But my thing too, and another talking point we had is all like, bro, like I understand it's giving them people more chance to like run these major marathons, but I kind of like the fact of like they're kind of spread out across the year because bro, like to be honest, like if the marathon doesn't include Kipchoge, Galen Rupp, uh, Sarah Hall at this point, like Bridget Koske, and it's in international waters, like bro, like, I really don't care. I'm being I'm being real with you. I'm being real with you. And uh, Loki, that's that's some of that's some uh, that's some on me. That's some on me. Being someone that's wants to be in this game. We call ourselves running report. We got to report running. But like, bro, like I low key can't get up for it. I low key can't get up for it. And just start, like I don't really know what's going on. But I feel like when you have like the London Marathon being advertised, like it's Bekele versus Kipchoge. Like I'm gonna wake up at 4:30 a.m. to see the race of the century. You know what I mean? But I just feel like it's not being advertised like that even on these smaller scale meets because i think we can still do that in some way but i'm like aaron why don't i care about these international marathoners i think the thing is too we gotta we, we shouldn't only care about marathons you know when i understand you know when it's the epic showdown you know bekele versus kipchoge like of course that's how to wake up that's hype but i think we have to start you know being like, yo, this is a marathon major. Like, this is a big deal because it's a major, major marathon. This is one of the big ones. This is, ma and, and then you can have everyone marketing like, hey, this is major marathon season, but you see who's winning, right? <laughs> it ain't Americans that are up there. Yeah, It's Africans. Yeah. And they, like you said, the only two Africans you care about is Kipchoge and Bekele. And you know a little bit, we know Kipchoge's personality. We know Bekele's. But Sissy Lima, even Bridget Kosge, like we really don't know them well. And one thing I was I was watching a Sissy Lima after 
his race today, an post interview with him, and they're trying to, you know, make him speak in English. And he can't really like express himself to the best of abilities. Whereas like, I think about like boxing or UFC, Canelo's about to fight. He's speaking Spanish. You got the translator for him. He knows some, some English, but yeah. why don't we have like consistently have these translators? Why are we forcing these people to speak in English? And I just don't think the way the Africans are really covered, like really gives them a chance. And that's why I like the major marathons right now, because you're seeing people win that you don't really know of or hear of, but we do got to start marketing them in a way where they can really like show their true personalities. But we won't just rant on here and stuff like that. Like we're, we'll, we'll try and do something as well. Cause there's no, there's no point of us just to rant on here. Like, bro, like we ain't talking about cross country, but we'll try and we'll try and get, we get in, an maybe get like a marathon insider or something. Like we gotta, we gotta make it happen because if we don't do it, who else is gonna do it? Like someone. Yeah. We for the culture, yeah. we gonna get educated, man. We gonna, we gonna get educate edu ourselves. Exactly, bro. And we love, I mean, at the end of the day, I love the sport and I love what it brings. I love everything that comes from it, you know? So I'm, I'm happy that I have the opportunity, you know, with these major marathons to really dip my toes into it and learn, learn some more, you know? So it's always interesting. Yeah. And you guys have any other knowledge to offer to us like if we like uh have something that you want to combat to our arguments or something like that dm us bro let us know uh go onto our website email us or something like that bro and like put in your two cents and maybe we'll talk about it on the podcast and that could be a topic for another day as well but before we move on to the more of the podcast we got a special guest coming in bro dr strange red shirt freshman from portland matthew strangio is about to join us to talk about his cross country season because we, we need to know more about college cross country. It's around the corner, too. It's happening right now. So Matt Strangio is going to join us and talk about his cross country season right now. Now you're on the podcast. We're joined with Matt Strangio, a freshman on the Portland University, the Portland Pilots. This dude was actually OG Two Black Runners podcast guest. Episode six, he was on Why Not Me. Y'all should check that out. Also, California cross country legend. Legend. NXN All American, uh, everything like God. that. The, the future, future, the future of the game, future of the game. But Matt, how's it going, real quick? We want to bring you on, just talk about the cross country season coming up because we know college cross country definitely uh, topples running news when it comes into the fall. But real quick, just how's it going, real quick? Living this COVID hybrid type lifestyle in college, like it's definitely weird for everybody right now. Definitely. Um, I've been good. Thanks again for having me on. Uh, it was a great time last time, so I'm so excited for this one. Um, yeah, life's been good. Um, it's definitely a bit of relief to have like a more normal semester. Like all my classes are in person stuff, which is like really nice. I totally miss yeah. that. Um, like practices are a bit more normal. We're able to like just do things more as a group and like not have to worry about it. Um, like we don't have to bring masks on runs anymore, which is real nice. Uh, most, especially, especially when it rains oh my god like some of those rainy long runs last winter where you were in the buff it just was like you'd be drowning by the time you're finishing like that run whenever you have to pull it up it was always so annoying but um you know we're definitely um definitely a bit more of a normal year workouts are going well uh, the team's looking really fit um obviously we raced dellinger uh a thursday ago so that was a ton of fun uh and it went pretty well all things considered um how does it feel to like like for me around the time we probably talked i probably had just started working at hoka yeah. there now and i was like the one of the first people ever to be like onboarded 
at Tahoka, like online, mm. just working from home. Now you're a part of this epic class that's going to be remembered forever. That like yeah. you during the midst of COVID, you started like your freshman year. What is it? What is it like to say like you're a part of that? And how are you going to really like remember that? Yeah, um, definitely. I think um, my class and honestly, more so the class below me, uh, obviously, you know, felt the effects of COVID a ton. I mean, I only lost my senior track season, which like looking back on it and like how things like played out, like not nearly as bad as the class below us. But, you know, I think especially considering how good my class was, like especially, mm -hmm. you know, me, Nico, Cole, Leo, Cruz, everyone else who I just didn't mention. Um, that's crazy, you know, historic runners for their states and the nation Tragic. even, um, you know, kind of losing out on that track season sucked uh, you know i think i think there's a few national records that were gonna fall maybe not by me but you know between some of those guys i just mentioned and a few of the other top guys there were there were some mean times that didn't get to get posted that were for, for sure going to happen um but you know we we made it work i think um that's one thing that i'll definitely always remember was how resilient we were as a class um especially looking at the Quarantino Classico mile that mm -hmm. uh, I actually put on. Um, I think that was a real testament kind of, not only to the nature of the sport, but also just like the nature of my class and just everyone who was involved in that event. Um, you know, obviously Leo Dashbark before there, which was super sick. Um, and, you know, it was a really fun event and just like was nice we were able to do something, especially because like it wasn't really that bad when we put it on uh, is pretty safe and no one got sick uh from it so you know it was that was probably like of all the things that happened like i'll always look back on that as like something i can be proud of uh even though i didn't get to race it and something i always look back on as like um the highlight of covid but um you know it was tough uh besides that you know like we looked on to you know, that summer, uh, it was a really hard summer to stay motivated, I think, for all of us, you know, yeah. and, you know, like, no promise of anything. Yeah. Like, you know, we had, like, Everett Silva, uh, my teammate and good friend, like, he barely even trained that summer, no shade to him. But it was just like, you know, like, we didn't know if there was anything to train for. And it was like, it was hard to get out there every day. You know, luckily, where when I was home, I had, you know, a great supporting cast of like my high school friends and uh teammates as well as some like friends from other schools that would come work out with us uh especially shout out to jake ritter from cal poly we did like every workout together that summer um so you know it was but it was still rough you know like we you really had to kind of like look yourself in the mirror and be like i want to get out today because one day there is going to be a season and i want to be ready so it's definitely nice to be through it but i think like the lessons i learned and the takeaways from covid will stick with me through my whole life and I'll just kind of always be something I can look back on and be like, even in like, you know, probably like the hardest time that I've experienced in my life so far, we're still able to like take positives away from it. I think it's something that's going to be really big in the future. And, you know, something I hope everyone at home listening to this and you guys, of course, can do as well is, you know, just take something positive from this sucky time it makes such a big difference and honestly i really think from like that quarantine like classico and really i don't know if it'll be labeled like the quarantine classico like 10 years from now but just what you guys yeah. are all doing like that 2020 class 
that uh year that summer of covid was iconic bro yeah. like for sh it really was and i think a lot of people will look back on it and definitely just for for y'all guys's class too and for you that's gonna be something that's gonna be great to always look back on because that that was definitely. that was dope bro and y'all were running yeah. super fast <laughs> and i think a lot of y'all are gonna do a lot of great things in the future too which we all for surely hope but as you're saying going into that like freshman year got the call on campus and everything and we know you ran into some injuries as well how was it just battling all that because you came off like you know we didn't you didn't get that season that you wanted the track season but you still had those highs and you're able to get these time trials of like there's still this uncertainty and then an injury coming along how was that how was that to really all battle that all bought battle all of that uh last spring and going into like that cross-country hybrid track season and all that stuff yeah definitely um you know I had last year, like the seasons were weird. Um, you know, having that super late cross season and getting right into the track, you know, it's just, it's not normal. Um, and unfortunately for us, we also up in Portland had like a crazy snowstorm that summer and it like knocked the power out. Like we couldn't use the treadmills and stuff. And like we ended up, Dang. you know, like, like we had to, you know, like just go run. Um, and luckily like campus was plowed. Um, like, so we were able to like run on campus and stuff. and. You know, like obviously it was running in the snow, but it wasn't like as bad as it could have been. Um, but like it for me, being a Northern California kid, like I've never ran in snow in my life. So it was like a total <laughs> different. Yeah, yeah, it was so different. Like the first day was fun. We're like, oh yeah, let's go run to Forest Park and like run a bit into like where it's gonna be super snowy, like me and some of the other California kids on the team. And we got there and we got back and we're like Let's not do that again. Miserable. <laughs> um, it was like that sucked. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely having to like push through that injury, like really sucked. Like getting on the stationary bike every day was just so brutal. <laughs> it's just so boring. It's a grind, like, man. I would just, I would grind. just, I was just going through, and I'd set up my phone, I just watch movies like the whole time, and I just be like. Oh, it sucks so much. My butt was so freaking sore by the time I was done with those four weeks. I was like, I never even want to look at a bike for like the rest of the year. It was just like getting through last year and coming out feeling like not only had I become a better runner, but like a more tough runner and a more tough person. Uh, yeah. And, it, and from I'm even thinking like how you're saying like your senior year, you were running great, ended up getting like injured towards the end and then in the off season, you got in super good shape and then it yeah. ended up getting injured again and pushed through all this with, you pushed through all this with COVID. <laughs> I just slapped my mic, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just wanted to know, like from you, like you seem older, like from when we talked to you, it was only like, like you know, like a year or so ago, you are older. But yeah. how, have you, like, how have you matured and like learned about your, what you learned about yourself personally? Yeah, well, besides learning that I can go crummy beard, um, <laughs> yeah, it'll get shaved before the next race, mom, I promise. Um, <laughs> you know, um, I think it was definitely like a time where I was able to kind of find myself away from the sport, you know. Uh, I think a lot of my life, especially in high school, is like I'm the runner, you know. And I think mm -hmm. finding like, okay, I like actually like, I like going on hikes, I like going camping, I like you know, I like barbecue. I like doing this and that with my friends. You know, I like movies, you know, like I like, you know, reading books just for enjoyment, like just kind of understanding those things and just kind of like, obviously like, you know, a year and some change of college courses will just make you a bit smarter. Um, but I think it was definitely a time where I was able to like mature 
Yeah, that's that's what one year of college will do to you. Yeah, right? like it's, it's yeah. tight. It's, I think it's a great experience. Definitely like that first year. You get to, you get to uh, think about yourself a little bit, even if it's not even just the COVID year. Just mm -hmm. that freedom and individual and be like your own individual for like a little bit, like in a way, in a way, totally. it's, it's really, it's really cool. But I know that's cool. You're able to find yourself. We gotta talk about to the track though. We gotta talk about to the to course, cross country real quick. <laughs> <laughs> like going into this season, bro. How is Portland looking? Y'all finished. You finished ninth place at the Bill Dillinger. Your team as a team, y'all finished fourth. How do you feel the team is looking like this year? And what do you? What's your guys' hey, expectations? Hey, Matt was moving season? though. Matt was moving though too. He ran like twenty three something, bro. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's was, moving, bro. Yeah, no, that was really good. We had a really good summer block. You know, we got on campus and everyone was really fit. We had a few of our international guys run like the Euro circuit over the summer. So like they came back and finished their season in like July. So RC had them like take some time. And yeah, you know, so they were a little bit staggered behind us. So we were at Dellinger probably missing two of our top five guys. Um, mm not to be like oh we totally could have won or whatever but um you know like we i think we definitely have more than that fourth place at dellinger in us like a lot more um i think um you know it was a lot of us were in like train through it mode where we're like pushing a bit harder on the workout early in the week like long running on the sunday before long run the sunday after yeah um you know really more looking towards the nationals and as i mentioned we didn't have two of our probably top five guys uh, and some of our Europeans. So um, we're really happy with it and we're really excited for the rest of the season. Um, you know, we're, they dropped this to 22 and uh, we kind of look at that and chuckle, but um, just leave, you know, man. we're just leave. Uh, sleeping. You know, it's it's something we get used to, but um, we're definitely looking to make a bit of the noise at a uh, Wisco and, uh, you know, we're pretty confident of where we're at as a group and, we're really excited for the uh, the things that come in the year. So, yeah, and that, that's really exciting too to go in the Nutty Comb because you're really Bill Dillinger. Obviously, there's 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 squads there, but it's oh, really yeah. it, it's it's really top heavy. Nutty Comb is gonna be all throughout. It's gonna yeah, hit it, no, hitters, hitters every single place. Exactly, like Dillinger, like it was kind of like you know I was ninth and like Cooper Tier was like twenty something seconds ahead of me. I think so. It's like that's like. You know, there's not going to be a front like ninth isn't going to be 20 seconds behind first at Nutty Comb uh, yeah. unless someone goes like crazy. Um, but like, you know, finishing like top, uh, like finishing like top 20, top 15, and you know, there would be like great, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and definitely something we're looking to put some guys in that like range. Um, but yeah, we're we're excited for that one. Um, you know, as a, as a team, we're really confident. I think. You know, for me, I like to do well in races, especially with my background from high school, like winning a lot of stuff. It's, you know, a lot, some guys are more like team focused. I definitely like, you know, it definitely comes to my mind like I want to do the best for my team. And that kind of helps me to push myself more individually. Um, it's something I've always kind of been able to feed off of um, is wanting to help my team. Um, so like, but I also look for myself, like how did I do individually? How did I do? against this guy, that guy, you know, just being someone who wants to get back up to that tip of the top level, um, you know, where I know I can be. Um, so I'm, you know, really looking forward to these bigger ones because I think those are the ones I have the most fun in because it's like, 
you know, every second it's like, you know, every second faster you finish, it's like, oh, I just picked off this guy or that guy. I see the puzzle pieces coming together. I, yeah. I, really do. I think I see them coming together. I'm excited. I see definitely what you guys are going to do in Nutty Cone, but like you said, end of the season, because that's where it really matters once y'all get the call. Definitely. And especially going into track season, it's always, it's always going to be fun oh, and yeah. exciting to see what you do, see what you do. Oh, yeah. But with like we were saying, cross country is back. And in, in our last podcast episode, we were we we're low-key talking a little greasy. I'm not gonna lie to you. We're talking a little bit <laughs> greasy about cross country oh, and yeah. everything. So we got some questions to you and we gotta play this new segment. You weren't here when we had oh, this yeah. segment the last time. It's oh. called False Start. Oh no. I believe you Saint Bolt false started. I think you Saint Bolt just false started. So in false start, throw out really hot takes. And we want you, mm -hmm. we want you to figure out: is this a false start? Is this just something that's it's whack? It's not true. <laughs> it's something, it's something like that. Oh, or is it not a false start? Meaning that it's valid. It's something that's good. It's something that For should sure. be happening. So you just have to simply answer: is this a false start or not? First though, I gotta Definitely. go up first, bro. I gotta go up first. You were talking about Strava earlier, so you mm -hmm. know we know you on there. You know mm -hmm. you on there. But For I sure. gotta, I gotta let me know. Let me know. It's okay to stop your long run at twelve point nine seven miles. Don't be a slave to your garment and stop your run at 12.97. Uh, nah, not at all. I totally agree. Especially for us, I think that was something I definitely looked at a bit more in high school. And now that I've gotten to college and where we run in uh, Forest Park, like beautiful, like foresty trail, you know, like five, six wide, but you don't get sats in there. So like, you're never on. There's, every, there's posts every quarter mile that like say where you're at. So you know where you're at, but like your watch is always off. If we go like have a loop that we say is 10 and I know it's usually like I'll hit 10 on it and we get back, I'm, I'm at like nine five. It's like, maybe I'll jog to the locker room to get that extra whatever, but like I'll rarely like I'll hit 10 and I'll like keep going the rest of the way to the locker room if that's the case or you know, like, yeah. I, I don't care like if about being exactly on, I think. Like, it's just not that deep. <laughs> it's, not. <laughs> it's really not. It's not that. It's not that. Running in circles, bro. Come on. Exactly. Yeah, but what if tripping. you miss out on kudos, bro? It's like, oh, that wasn't an actual thirteen. I can't give you a thumbs up. Like, yeah, that ain't a real who friend. Who be looking at real kudos? Friend, bro. They go give you kudos because of that. Like, kudos, anyways, man. <laughs> hey, another one we got, man. We were talking about these cross country runners, and it's like mm -hmm. XC runners need to stop diving into water pits. Like, what's good? With that, bro. That's ridiculous. That's yeah, ridiculous. I think. All right. I, I got two takes on this. One thing, I love it when like ESPN or House of Highlights post it because that's just publicity for the sport. Like, is it kind of joke publicity? Absolutely. Like, you know, no one fast is really doing that. Is it kind of entertaining to watch? Like the first time, yeah. But you know, when <laughs> when like I see a video of a compilation for the same race and it's like ten people belly flop and are doing like, something in the water, it's like you're doing the most for no reason. Are we doing like, a mud run? Yeah, are we doing like a mud run or what? My, my high school coach would have absolutely cut anyone on our team <laughs> like tried any of that. Like we had a freshman one year win a frost soft race and like do a somersault across the line and my coach was like so mad. Um, what? so funny. But um you know, that's it's pretty like, funny though. He won the race too. That's kind of oh hard. yeah. That's oh yeah. No, I was like, I was like, I, I respect it, Gavin. But um, you know, my <laughs> coach was not happy. So like, if if we did that, like, absolutely would have had like I would have gotten cut even. Like, there's there's no way we're gonna lay with that. But um, in, in one terms, it's great because you get a little more free publicity, especially when the big like account posts it. But like, I, I don't know. You, you don't see the person winning the race doing that for a reason. <laughs> that's that's what I have to say. <laughs> 
That's definitely, yeah, you, you only need that type of tension if you're losing. I mean, mm -hmm. that's, that's... I just defended, I just defended so many people, but oh, well. <laughs> that, was, that was rude, bro. Unnecessary. Unnecessary. Hey, yeah. I'll shoot the shots. Oh, I'll shoot the oh. shots at him. Last one we got for you. This one is, it's, it might be kind of early to say this, but 2021 so. Newberry Park XC team, men's XC team is the greatest greatest cross-country team of all time is, is that a false start oh that's so hard because i think when you look at their their uh oh my god what was the uh, we never raced the one down south woodbridge crazy woodbridge yes yeah, sorry um i mean, they went so crazy woodbridge um you know that's obviously true. having i believe it was oh my god i feel so bad because i don't know all their names i believe it's leo who ran faster than nico did or was it lex i think it was uh, leo Dang, Brad. It was yeah. one <laughs> Yeah, exactly. They got... Anyways, um, <laughs> you know... Uh, basically yeah, right there, though. So don't yeah, be bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right it's like, there. <laughs> you got four kids that run within, like, 10 seconds of Nico Young on the same team. Like, that's ridiculous. Um, So I think in terms of that, like... Yeah. It's, it, I think it'd be very hard to pull uh, a five better than their five. And honestly, I think even if you looked at, like, through the years... I think it'd be very hard to even like pick like the five best kids in like say California or wherever uh, and put them against them even and say like, I beat these kids. I think it'd be very hard, even if it wasn't like kids on the same team, just like, I these are the best kids in California from 2016 race this Newberry Park team. I think they'd have a hard time. Although I guess actually they will not be the best of all time because those kids are all juniors, aren't they? They're going to be even, they're gonna be even well, better next called... year. Collins a senior. Collins he, a was senior. The, okay. he was the fourth guy. He was the fourth okay. guy. So if, if they have someone to fill Collins' spot, then obviously I think next year they could be even better. But I think it'd be it'd be so hard to to pull any five, even just like as I said, like a yearly best runners five better than them. Um, so I'll you know uh, obviously anything can happen in a race, but I think if you have their five on on their day like i don't really think there's much beating them they're they're doing some crazy stuff down there and it's working <laughs> so wait they take you back to high school real quick like uh, they're, they're about to race at clovis i believe i think Clovis yeah. like in two weeks or something but like say they're they're now d1 newberry park so say uh like you're in high school and you're racing these four and like you're always in in the mix or winning Absolutely. d1 state so like how would you if, I don't know how they're gonna race Clovis or how fast they're gonna run, but I'm assuming how they did at Woodbridge. All four of them, it was basically like a time trial. All four of them, yeah, ran in front the entire yeah, time. Which is nuts. How would you approach that, bro? Like, how how would you approach? You're you're basically racing Newberry Park. Like, you're not yeah. just racing Leo or Lex. You're racing anyone could win. Yeah. So I think you know you take even like junior, senior, me, whatever. You, you throw me in with them. Uh, I'm just gonna be a bully. Like honestly, I know I'm taller and stronger than all of them so i'm gonna be like if they're running like i'm just uh, i'm hitting the back of their elbows <laughs> I, i'm i i'm just i'm just trying to be an absolute menace without like getting dq'd or actually being like like super like mean like i'm just trying to do little things that annoy people to get someone to kind of like be like all right screw this i don't want to run your mat anymore i'm just gonna go they'll either let them go or run with them and just like however i'm feeling and just you know let it happen and just be there. I know. I know. Most of the time, I think be there at the end, especially in a cross race, that I can just be as a kick and just be most kids off of being more of a miler um, than most guys up in the front of cross races. So, 
you know, I'm I'm just trying to be as big of a menace as possible and just be there with the 400 to go. And that, that's how I'm taking them on. Like, that sounds you like know, a obviously, obviously, like, especially like no one in high school, if you're racing in the park, don't, don't go and like beat up on them in a race. Like, I'm not saying to do that. <laughs> I'm not saying for like, I'm not trying to raise a group of like physical menaces that are like my gotta beat fisties. you gotta be the fist yeah. against them yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not, yeah i'm not saying like don't go don't go get dq don't go do anything stupid don't like like harass them or anything like physically or emotionally in a race or anything but like you know like you have you have things like you can do that are like racing maneuvers you know like yeah i'm just i'm trying to as often as possible do that and like you know i'm i'm trying to figure out like okay this is I'm knowing this is going to be fast and it's going to be a dog fight. So I'm trying to use everything that I can have that I know I'm good at. Like, you know, I played contact sports my whole life until, you know, high school. So it's like, I've always kind of liked, you know, rubbing up against someone in like soccer or whatever. Um, so it's like, you know, however I can use the stuff that I'm good at and bring it into racing and do it legally, legally, everyone, um, <laughs> you know, um, you know, that's, I think how, I would do it knowing that I'm either as fast or faster um, than the people I'm racing, you know? And, you know, I'm also just trying to do like as little of the work as possible. I'm letting them lead. I'm sitting either between them or whatever. I'm trying to not let like all four of them be like four wide or like two and two. I'm trying to be in the middle and I'm trying to mess them up and like, I'm trying to cause a bit of separation. So you know, just doing whatever I can to make them think and just kind of be a menace and disrupted legally is how, how I go about taking down like four guys that are all like sub 50 people. Um, that's crazy. But, Gosh, that's great. Yeah. Hey, Matt just pulled y'all behind the curtain. He just gave some of y'all the formula. <laughs> so we, I think, I think they'll appreciate that. I hope a high schooler, like a fellow high schooler listening to this right now and, and that gets them ready to take down Newberry Park because that's going to be a hard exactly. beat. That's going to be hard yeah. beat, bro. Yes, I, I wouldn't want to be doing it, to be honest. I'm glad I graduated. <laughs> you know, I got I to gotta race BYU and NAU now, which is basically the same thing. But, <laughs> you know. Um, exactly. You know, we, we do our thing. They do theirs. We show up on race and we, we do our best. They do their best. And whoever's more fit comes out on top. And, you know, sometimes sometimes that's just what happens. You know, you, you have you have stuff you control, stuff you can't control. You can always control how hard you work and how hard, how much effort you put in on a race day. So, you know, put in the most work, put in the most effort in a race, and you'll, you'll be doing just fine. It is what it is. Exactly. It is what it is. Yeah. Thanks so much, Matt, for of coming course. on the pod, bro. We really do appreciate you coming on again. OG guest of the Two Black Runners podcast. Make sure y'all follow him on Instagram and all that good stuff. And check out the Portland yes, Pilots. They on the come up, bro. 22? Come yes, on, man. Sir. Put some yes, respect on, got, on Portland Pilots, bro. We got some good youngins. We got some good old guys. It's going to be a good good couple of years for the Pilots. You know, we'll be, we'll be making some noise. We'll be making some noise. It's going to be a fun time. And uh, yeah. You. Yeah, appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me on again. Always a ton of fun. And thanks again to Matthew Strangio for joining us on the podcast, Brad. We want to keep on having these reoccurring guests to come on, and really just people like this in the tr in the uh, cross country or track season or marathon season. 
that just done really good short interviews something like that either on the two black runners podcast or on the runner report youtube they really give you guys those shortcut interviews something like that i think you guys would enjoy it as well but before we get out of here we got one more topic one more story beat we want to hit and that coming from bowerman track club where a lot of people have been leaving friend of the show mario hall just left to go join molly huddle in rhode island to go train sinclair johnson left the group as well and gwen jorgensen has announced her leaving bowerman track club and on the coffee club podcast a new podcast with oac teammates gordy beamish oliver whore and morgan mcdonald they kind of discussed this it's a new podcast i recommend you guys listen to it just a bunch of pro runners basically just chilling talking about anything what it seems like but they talked candidly about Bowerman track club aaron and gordy beamish i feel like had kind of like the quote of the of the podcast of that episode their first episode kind of saying that Bowerman Truck Club is becoming a team that isn't sought after to be on anymore as it was when he was first coming out of college. Like he was saying Gordy Beamish and Morgan McDonald first, like some of their that was some of the teams they looked up to when they were in college and they took visits to Bowerman Track Club. And now he feels like people want to go to OAC or Brooks Beast. Like, bro, what's going on? Is Bowerman Track Club just done now? Like, this is this is this not the most sought out after team in the track and field anymore? In the USA, I don't, don't want to say say they're done, but as I, I don't, I don't want to say they're done, but I don't, I do think they lost their allure as the most sought out after team, you know, and yes, you know, some of that, some of that has to do with the situation surrounding Shelby, but I also just think a lot of it has to do with there's a lot of new teams, there's a lot of different places you can go. And yes, you know, Mohamed, the homie, you know, he got silver this year. He went off. Grant Fisher, he went off. He got fifth. But like, when you look at Brooks Beast and you look at uh, Bowerman, they got the same amount of medals at at the Olympics. You know what I'm saying? Like Josh Kerr, the best 1500 meter runner in the country. If you're a middle distance runner, you want to go, you want to go train with the Brooks Beast because they got Josh Kerr running 329 got here we win running 150 i mean running uh 144 you know wally suleiman that that's where that's where he went like like there's other opportunities like you talk about oac oliver horde out here running 330 like what place did he end up finishing he he went off but he was behind cole he was behind cole so i think like uh fifth place something like that exactly so all i'm saying is like he's not a he, he's not american but he's training in america and that's the group that he's with so i think a lot boss. of it and you got team boss on the on the women's side and we saw kate grace we saw kate grace just leave and what she's doing so i think it's known that in aj wilson she's over there on the east coast with her group that doesn't get spoken about enough but i think it's been proven in the u.s that you don't have to train on the oregon project or with the Pete Julian group or the Bowerman group to be great, you know? I mean, Donovan Brazier, you know, we know what happened. Craig Ingalls, like, we thought those were our two top middle distance people. People, if if someone last year was like, yeah, Craig Ingalls is gonna win the 15 and Donovan Brazier is gonna win the eight, you would have believed that. You would have been like, yeah, those are our top two guys. But 
um the results came in this year and those weren't really the top two guys training in the training in the u.s if you want to go by that so i think something like that has to do with it too and we do have knowledge as well as morgan mcdonald was talking about on the podcast that like it could just be the fact of contracts being up and they want to move on from the team or something in some way like that because usually contracts line up with the olympic year and olympic year just went half just happened but i think what you're saying with the shelby hulahan situation even if like everything was wrong or anything if everything was right about it like like either way like mcdonald said it too like their reputation is tarnished in a way in a way like there's a little blemish on bowerman track club but like honestly if i was a pro still like if i was a pro like first place I would kind of want to go if I was running the 5k especially is Bowerman Track Club I feel like they have the, they have the best like publicity they probably have like the best facilities and everything like that and they I feel like they do everything in a great way but kind of how they were explaining it too like you either die here or live long enough to see yourself become the villain and in a way bro like it's low-key dark night they low-key becoming in a way the villains of the track game and I don't think not for me for especially but for some people out there they're starting to look at sideways at Byron track club which it sucks like either way you you cut it like what happened with Shelly Julian is not good for the sport even if like she's she's free and everything like that like it's just it's just not good and it's unfortunate and it keeps on happening with Nike but I still feel like to me uh Byron's still the most sought out after but I ain't a pro track and field guy so that's still my favorite squad. They built you up to tear you down. You know what I'm saying? Bowerman was for so long, they were built up to be the perfect group. Nothing going on there. All love. You got the Bowerman babes. You know, you got the Lopez Lamang. He's so funny. They built you up. And then one thing goes wrong and boom, you start to turn into that, to that villain. So I don't, I wouldn't say they're a villain yet, but We'll we'll see we'll see we'll see as time goes on what develops and how their perception is in the public eye, but I think it's great to just see there's so many different run clubs that you can go to and be successful and feel like you're properly like marketed and invested in. I think that I think that is a positive. Like not everyone needs to just go to Bowerman or you don't have to train in you don't even have to train in Oregon. Yeah, yeah, especially like we didn't even, you didn't even bring up like Ellie Purier in the East Coast as well with New Balance or Justin Knight where he changed trains with Reebok as well or yeah. Joseph Norris. There's definitely people are getting it done all across the country, especially now and proving that, yeah, you don't have to be on that. You don't have to be on that Nike contract in the U.S. Exactly. to really get it done. Exactly. You can be you can be New Balance. You can be OAC anything like that but it's gonna be interesting we'll be following this story and we see how these people succeed we're always gonna be covering Bowerman Truck Club love Bowerman and yeah it's gonna be yeah that's crazy and I also think the Coffee Club podcast too it's it's, it's definitely different they're kind of just talking if y'all ever listening to like if you watch like NBA and you listen to like road tripping a road trip into podcasts with like NBA players would like talk on their teams or like I want to do Duncan Robinson. He's on the NBA right now in the Miami Heat, and he has like a podcast. It kind of has that same same feel. So for them to open up to talk candidly about an issue like this is definitely like 
people wouldn't usually do this bro it's the inside so that's... scoop hey even even they're like oh they people are listening like they talking about bauer man they getting they gonna get canceled by jerry schumacher they never gonna come <laughs> on you know people scared for us right now but that's 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 i feel like that's something interesting and something that brings that, that's a new aspect of the sport that i love to see and i hope they keep on having those kind of like tough and uncomfortable conversations for for even track fans but especially for like a track athlete since they know the people that they're talking about but yeah i don't know it's it's crazy it's crazy interesting time to be a track fan especially but we do appreciate all of y'all joining us on this other episode of the two black runners podcast if you're watching on, on youtube make sure y'all subscribe like comment down below if you're listening in the podcast streaming on apple Podcasts, or listening on spotify leave us a review bruh rate the podcast shout out to everybody that rated and left a review for the past in this past week because the city's mac podcast bro we really do appreciate you shout out shade room chris one more time bro shout out. that dude's the homie he's the homie and then uh we got anything else is that is that good nah man just the just again all the new followers you know all the new followers that just subscribe just want to tell you if you listen this far into the podcast you truly are a homie a day one homie and we Real appreciate one. you joining our space today and you know ever since last week joshua you were saying we got about five new ratings we we, we gotta read one we need to we need to read a rating like uh you got one you got one here let me let me pull one up for you but we we really do appreciate like every time you guys rate the podcast so please if you can find some time give us that five stars write a nice review tell us what you like but this one is from my boy uh pretty boys egg new podcast acquired five stars wow he said love the vibes and the topics these guys discuss gives a more gives a more modern point of view and pace of our sport which lacks which lacks coverage as is keep up the great stuff thank you bro pretty boys ag let's get one more though uh dr jen runner uh she said i absolutely love the two black runners infectious enthusiasm and depth of knowledge about all things track and field they are an absolute joy to listen to and i love that they ask more interesting questions than the standard how does it feel to i listen to all the back i listened to all the back episodes after finding them at the trials of miles and look forward to many more to come yo this is a real one right here shout out, shout out this is a real out, one right here man dude <laughs> dude there's a lot of good wait wait oh one more one more one more i'm sorry y'all this is for the real ones but i really appreciate everybody that submits this so we want to read these we want to read these because we truly appreciate it but i like this one right here uh this one's from don't call me al Aaron and Joshua bring so much love, insight, and humor to this pod. Their passion for track and field is infectious, and I love the fact that they cover slash love the women as much as the men. Hey. Thank you. And o OMG, baton talk, still, LOL, LOL, more please. Hey, appreciate baton you. Talk. Hey, hey, appreciate you, man. Appreciate everybody, you know, for real. Like, when you guys rate the podcast and we hear feedback like that, really do appreciate it and, it and it helps it helps to hear you know that we're you know covering women and you know those things are in our minds so appreciate everyone taking out the time to rate the podcast and that really does help i believe with like getting more viewership and things like that so yeah i think so yeah <laughs> i think so that's why everybody I think that's what it does 
Yeah, hey. it did something like that. So <laughs> something like that. Y'all helping. Y'all helping for sure. <laughs> hey, but thank y'all for listening, bro. See y'all next week on Two Black Tuesday. Let's get it. Yes, sir. Yes.